0: Verses 1 through 5 and 30 through 36. Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in deep mire where there is no foothold. I have come into deep waters and the flood sweeps over me. I am weary with my crying out. My throat is parched. My eyes grow dim with waiting for my God. More in number than the hairs of my head are those who hate me without cause. Mighty are those who would destroy me, those who attack me with lies. What I did not steal must I now restore? O God, you know my folly. The wrongs I have done are not hidden from you. I'll praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify her with thanksgiving. This will please the Lord more than an ox or a bull with horns and hoofs. When the humble see it, they will be glad. You who seek God, let your hearts revive. For the Lord hears the needy and does not despise his own people who are prisoners. Let heaven and earth praise her the seas, and everything that moves in them. For God will save Zion and build up the cities of Judah, and people shall dwell there and possess it. The offspring of her servants shall inherit it, and those who love her name shall dwell in it. Exodus chapter 30 verses 22 through 38. The Lord said to Moses, Take the finest spices of liquid myrrh, 500 shekels, and a sweet-smelling cinnamon half as much, that is 250, and two hundred and fifty of aromatic cane, and five hundred of cassia, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, and a hen of olive oil. And you shall make of these a sacred anointing oil, blended as by the perfumer. It shall be a holy anointing oil. With it you shall anoint the tent of meeting, and the ark of the testimony, and the table, and all its utensils, and the lampstand, and its utensils, and the altar of incense, and the altar of burnt offering, with its, all its utensils and the basin, and its stand. You shall consecrate them, that they may be most holy. Whatever touches them will become holy. You shall anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them, that they may serve me as priests. And you shall say to the people of Israel, This shall be my holy anointing oil throughout your generations. It shall not be poured on the body of an ordinary person, and you shall make no other like it in composition. It is holy, and it is it shall be holy to you. Whoever compounds any like it, or whoever puts any of it on an outsider, shall be cut off from his people. The Lord said to Moses, Take sweet spices, stacte, onica, and galbanum, sweet spices with pure frankincense, of each there shall be an equal part, and make an incense blended as by the perfumer, seasoned with salt, pure and holy. You shall beat some of it very small, and put part of it before the testimony in the tent of meeting where I shall meet you. It shall be most holy for you. And the incense that you shall make, according to its composition, you shall not make for yourselves. It shall be for you holy to the Lord. Whoever makes any like it, to use his perfume, shall be cut off from his people. Acts 22, verses 2 through 16. And when he heard that, that he was addressing them in the Hebrew language, they became even more quiet. And he said, I am a Jew, born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city, educated at the feet of Gamaliel according to the strict manner of the law of our fathers, being zealous for God as all of you are this day. I persecuted this way to the death, binding and delivering to prison both men and women, as the high priest and the whole, church, the whole council of elders can bear me witness. From them I received letters to the brothers and I journeyed toward Damascus to take those who were, who were there and bring them in bonds to Jerusalem to be punished. all that is appointed for you to do. And since I could not see because of the brightness of that light, I was led by the hand by those who were with me, and I came into Damascus. And one Ananias, a devout man according to the law, well spoken of by all the Jews who lived there, came to me, and standing by me said to me, Brother Saul, receive your sight. And at that very hour I received my sight and saw him. And he said, The God of our fathers appointed you to know his will, to see the righteous one and to hear the voice from his, hear a voice from his mouth, for you will be a witness for him to everyone of what you have seen and heard. And now, why do you wait? Rise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on his name. Good morning and welcome to the first Tuesday after Epiphany. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Albany, Oregon. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 69, Exodus 30, and Acts 22. And the Exodus reading uh, covers the anointing oil and the incense. And the incense is kind of a call-out to Jesus' uh, the, the gifts that the wise men bring with frankincense. Um, and I, I think there was myrrh, yeah, liquid myrrh uh, that goes into the anointing oil. So the three, uh, frankincense, gold, and myrrh, the frankincense was uh, this smelly stuff that was used especially at death. Um, and then myrrh was similar, but it was it was liquid. I don't, I'm not entirely sure what it was for. But here they are right next to each other, in verses 22 and 34, at the very beginning of each of these things, oil and incense. And the oil was to be poured upon or smeared upon, Mashiach um, the the high priest and any priest who serves it also happens that certain prophets and kings were also anointed and I have a list of them or at least the ones I could find at um, the training room at um, anointment to appointment and you should check that link out I'll put it in the show notes because I think the contrast here is really important to notice the anointing um, is for all the sacred things, um, but you you uh, are not to pour it on any ordinary person. In fact, it should be holy to you, and, and you aren't even allowed to make it yourself to use it in your home. Um, in, in particular, you cannot put this oil, if it is made, on any outsider. Um, so the oil is really precious. We get this idea that David was anointed, and he was by I believe Nathan the prophet but it could have been Z- Zadok the high priest um, but it was um, most often used uh, by the high priest um, at the very beginning as we see here in Exodus the anointing is for the priesthood the Levitical priesthood not all Levites are priests priests, and not all priests are the high priest um, there's also like kind of, there's other classes within the priesthood, but that, that's for another time. Um, and then secondly, uh, the, the frankincense, um, this is going to be burned in the holy place, and like the anointing oil, it's supposed to be most holy, and you're not allowed to make it for yourself. Um, whoever makes it to use for vanity will be cut off for their pe- for the people. Um, and so there, it's really important The the myrrh is not to be put on anybody. It's not to be used to anoint or smear anybody ordinary, certainly not outsiders. And then the, the frankincense is not to be used for vanity, for perfume, because if you do, it will be, you'll be cut off. And so the pouring of myrrh and the smelling of frankincense are supposed to be holy. So when Jesus received the, receives these gifts from the sages, um, it is not just, oh, the gold for a king. It is also the anointing oil and the frankincense that burns in the holy place. And yeah, they're, they use it for, for dead bodies too to mask the smell. But at least biblically, it is about it's, that is the smell of the holy of holies. If you smell it, it means you see a pillar of smoke coming out of the tabernacle and it's time to fucking move. Otherwise, only the high priest smells it. Now we turn our attention to Acts 22, where um, Saul, well, Luke, the author of Acts, is having Saul tell his story in Luke's memory, right? So Luke is having, this is Luke's perspective of Saul's account of his conversion. Um, and it says, and I, I'm not going to look up the words now, but it's something to look at later. The anointing is mashach or, or Um But here, at least in the English, it has a point. Now appointment and appointing is a political power move. Um, at the time of Jesus and Saul, the high priesthood was a fucking joke. The last legitimate Zadokite priest had been exiled to Egypt, where he built his own temple that became basically the chapel for a military colony in, uh, I can't remember the name of the city. And the Zadokites have been banished, basically. And the Bothians and the Sadducees were in control of the high priesthood thanks to Herod and the the Greek influencers, the Hellenists. Um, And it wasn't legitimate at all. Nobody looked at Caiaphas and Ananias, um, who was the priest following Caiaphas, nobody looked at them and thought they. Nobody trusted them. They were fucking charlatans. I mean, I can't make that any clearer. Not only had they not been anointed, they they had been appointed by Herod uh, with Rome's consent, um, but they had never. You know that they, they'd probably anointed themselves, um, but they weren't looked at legitimately because they had been put there by someone in power, essentially a puppet. And so this word, appointment, is, uh, is to me in direct distinction to anointment. That isn't to say that Saul doesn't deserve it or that it's somehow less than, but to point out, at least in the English, anointment and appointment stand in contrast to each other, and one carries specifically political and power-related Connotations, and the other is deliberately intended to evoke ecclesiastical connotations, right? The tabernacle and later temple. So check out anointment to appointment. Um, I should probably do a word study on uh, Mashiach and then look at um, what's going on in the Greek here in Acts 22 for appointment. Um, but notice that Saul has shares the exact same call as everybody else rise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on his name. Um, baptizing also is only occurs in the Old Testament with this um, Syrian military commander, Naaman, in 2 Kings 4. And John, son of Zechariah, called the Baptizer, or the Baptistes, um, he uses something that the Essenes had been doing, you know, washing themselves regularly to cleanse them from sins, to be self-righteous, um, John, Jesus' mentor, prophetic mentor, um, instead doesn't make it as as an ongoing thing, it's an initiation rite. As soon as you do it, you're in the community. Um, And it assumes that you have repented for your sins and that you are calling on God's name, which to Christians is Jesus' name. So beware the, the false conflation between the priest's or the priesthood and, and piety um, with politics. It's not that they cannot be together. It's that there is a line beyond which you fail to be w- one and you become more fully the other. Um, and I, I, I don't want to say too much more, but um, it is important to keep the distinction, but it is not; it is a permeable distinction. Um, just like the kings were anointed Um, But every single priest was anointed. There's gradations, right? And we have to be careful not to anoint an ordinary person, which I would take to be a particularly unholy person, an outsider. Um, And also, we cannot uh, put on the things of faith as though they're just there for show, for cosmetics, for perfume, prayer for guidance from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, by whom the meek are guided in judgment and light rises up in darkness for the godly, grant us in all our doubts and uncertainties the grace to ask what you would have us do, that the spirit of wisdom may save us from all false choices, and that in your light we may see light, and your straight path may not stumble. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling in to First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast by clicking the link in the show notes. Or, if you serve military families, subscribe to First Forward, a paid subscription feed providing commentary on Sunday lectionary texts a week in advance. Use it for sermon prep or just because you support the troops. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instruction will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with PewPewHQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in an episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off of air. So there you have it. Three Ways to Participate in First Formation I hope you'll continue to listen even if I haven't convinced you to fall in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac. Always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.